What it is, y'all? It's your boys, Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And we came here today, Third Coast Base Radio, Season 1, Episode 7. This month, we feature badass producers Zenturian and Brainface. And you know what it is. We're finna get fucking crazy.
Yo, that mix was pretty sick. Um, for all you folks out there, I am on the line with Will, a.k.a. Centurion, and uh, we're just going to get straight into it, man. That mix was amazing, so let's uh, tell the crowd a little bit about you. Um, who is Will? How did he become Centurion? Uh, do you have a musical background? What's up? What's going on with you? How are you? Yo, yeah, thanks for having me on the uh, the show, man. Um, yeah, so I've uh, grown up around the Central Texas area my whole life. Um, been around music, like, since I was uh, a little kid. And uh, I've started kind of my musical journey as a percussionist and drum kit player. And uh, I've gone through um, kind of a journey through a range of different styles and interests that kind of have led to the tunes that I'm making now and uh, kind of started in a couple different areas with uh, like a love of um, especially New York hip hop and a love of reggae and uh, definitely, you know, uh, blues and any kind of music with the drone. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up on a lot of rock and roll as well, um, which kind of, you know, the, the Beatles were maybe one of the first to lead me into an exploration of Eastern textures and sounds and like, you know, the tabla and that sort of thing. And um, and then I got into, at one point, a lot of Latin jazz and, uh, you know, like I mentioned, reggae and a lot of uh, Latin-based kind of percussion jams, samba and stuff like that. So a lot of what I try to do is just an expression of the way I think about music as a percussionist and Ableton Live has kind of been the vessel that allows me to kind of pull all, you know, different sounds in, whether it's a synth sound, a Foley sample of like percussion. I, I love to just set up a mic in the studio sometimes and, uh, and capture samples of like, you know, tapping on different containers with the chopstick. Actually, one of the, my favorite percussion racks I've ever made was I had some different levels of like, uh, butane canisters in my, my studio at different levels of gas and I'm just tapping on them with a the chopstick and like it was kind of a neat sounding like almost a detuned scale mm. and uh, I've, I've used that that percussion rack in a lot of tracks actually so awesome. um, yeah stuff like that but I, I kind of think about music in terms of a, of a percussionist in terms of a drummer but uh, you know I, I, I love a lot of different styles so um, you know the, the Zenturion project like that's kind of a platform for it started as a platform for strange sound exploration, but it's kind of grown into the way for me to just express myself musically, like, the, you know, to, to my, my highest capabilities. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, that's probably like my, my weakest point in me producing music myself, kind of like the, the percussion side to things. I'm more so of a, you know, I got a subsequent 37, so I just take as many weird sounds from that and, warp it as many times possible but the percussion standpoint is little i'm a little far off on that so did you go to school for that or is that something that you just picked up and ran with it or how um i've mostly been self-taught as far as like the background goes um i never had formal instrument training i was in choir and you know could read uh sight read like choral music when i was younger um, when I was, uh, I took a few years at um, Austin's Community College, which actually anyone living in Austin has an amazing music program. Um, the teacher that was uh, teaching synthesis there is awesome. But anyway, I took 
um, a few years of uh, jazz percussion lessons at Austin Community College as a way to kind of tighten up the my technique a little bit so that I could and, and to kind of also uh, learn some advanced uh, you know jazz theory mainly to, to, to just apply to my self-taught kind of skill base and you know kind of pull some of the technique into where you know I, I wasn't working as hard to get good sound out of like instruments and stuff like that so um yeah man but i, I feel you on that uh, you know being a percussionist it's funny i uh one of my good friends who recently moved to austin is uh producer mindex he's uh from russia originally and he makes amazing music but um he's really knowledgeable in the realm of you know advanced music theory and uh, you know, really applying melodic theory to open the door to really do, uh, you know, put, put a lot of progression into your chords and into into the melodic progression of, of your track, really expand that. Um, and so I've been trying to, you know, uh, express myself through the keyboard to the points where I'm comfortable um, and kind of get that, those chops up to speed with everything else. But, you know, I definitely feel you on that. It's like the, just the way that I think as a drummer sometimes. Right. It's a helpful tool, and it gets in my way sometimes, you know. But I, I, I wouldn't trade it though. So <laughs> nice, yeah. Mindex, is, uh, I've been listening to his track, and I think you guys did a track together, CBD. It's, it's beautiful. I enjoyed. And you said he just recently moved to Austin. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's, uh, um, he's in Austin for for the year at least. Uh, nice. We, uh, we may lose him to Denver, like. Uh, former roommate detox unit is, is up there doing well crushing it and uh i currently live with uh with dirty wolves um oh yeah really cool nice w bass tunes yeah we had him out for our flow moon um i think that might have been a month or two ago yeah he he shut, oh, awesome, man. yeah he shut shit down um so yeah, yeah um, he's awesome. so zenturian is where did that name come from it's like extremely unique and <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah. So, what's the story behind that? So, I you know I I'm, I've been slowly trying to figure out how to really tell the backstory for for what the Zenturion is. It's actually a character that I created. That um, essentially, it's you know it was a uh, alien technology like a weapons platform that crash landed you know in the in the jungle and uh was there for like many many years and i'll try to be quick about this but basically <laughs> the uh the gist of the story is that um you know the the tribe that lived in the jungle near where this thing crash landed refitted the weaponry you know this weapons platform and like you know sold off the guns or repurposed them and rebuilt them and rebuilt it into a speaker system like so they um they, they used, you know, uh, their, like, ancient wisdom. Because at this point, like, I, I kind of see this set, like, way in the future almost. Yeah. Um, to where, where you know, sound system technology had gotten pretty advanced to that point. But this, this these people, these, you know, dwellers um, decided to refit this thing as a sound system, as this giant apocalyptic-like, um, or, or monolithic, sorry, not apocalyptic, <laughs> a monolithic, like, uh, you know, gigantic sound system. And uh, it, they just couldn't figure out how to power the thing. So my first EP that I released officially was called Activation Sequence. So that was kind of, you know, me trying to tell the story through music of this thing coming online. 
Right. Um, and I actually have a painting on the wall of my studio that uh, an artist, Todd Bott, did. Uh, he's awesome. Um, but uh, I'm going to eventually use that for my full-length album. But um, it, it's the first, like, visual representation I've had made of the Zenturion. But it's got, basically got a, you know, like a power crystal in its chest. So the story is that, like, you know, some kid from the village nearby uh, realized that, like, the port on the chest of this thing matched up with this crystal that he's seen on, like, the altar of their, like, meditation room or their, like, ceremony room or whatever. And so he takes it into the jungle and, like, plugs it into the chest of this thing and it comes online, right? And so um, the story that, you know, I I want to, to tell is kind of how this thing's able to, to kind of, like, break the spell and like reprogram you know people and like kind of it can disguise itself as a, as a weapon kind of like a reverse iron giant sort of thing almost right. <laughs> and like um basically infiltrate these like dark ceremonies and, and temples and stuff and, and kind of like you know the sound system comes online and it's kind of me trying to tell the story of how like i feel like bass music is you know it, it literally rattles your body cavity your 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 you know your rib cage yeah at the frequencies and it's like everyone's experiencing almost kind of like you know sorry to get a little on the, the hippie spectrum here but like um it, it's almost uh, like a shared meditation is, is the best way i can describe it or like a you know this shared experience through like everyone that's that's on the dance floor you know and it's kind of like i don't know it's i feel like music and through this story, and you know, this is the way that I can do my best to kind of like um, use my my energy to to re- reprogram and to kind of like hack the, uh, the the control systems and like you know reprogram the matrix. Have you? You know, like it's it's the way that I can really. I feel like I, I the gift I was given is to to you know, um, and so so to take myself out of kind of the story I'm trying to tell, I created this character, like the, the Zenturion, which is like, you know, the, the concept of Zen is probably something that's a guiding force in my life, just in terms of the balance of energy and like the, you know, natural kind of flow of things and what have you. Um, even trying to, you know, not overcomplicate like my, uh, uh, my path, you know, kind of just let it, uh, yeah, let, let the, natural flow of things guide me yeah i don't know <laughs> getting getting deep here but <laughs> no dude that's that's absolutely astounding and i think that's probably the best origin story i've ever heard so far for a, a musician's moniker and it's it's really good and i just just that description alone just tells me just you know how passionate you are exactly about what it is you're doing because, you know, I, I also agree that, yeah, like, when you go to a bass show, like, it really is a shared meditation experience, especially if you got people standing next to the subwoofers, and then, like, that really, really ridiculous wonky bass hits you, and then you look next to your friend, and he's giving you the same look, and it's just like, what is happening right now? And we don't know what it is, but it's it's definitely thought-provoking and mind-changing, so... That's that's really amazing. Yeah, I, I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> it's like, you know, uh that's that's definitely the one thing I wanna try to translate through music is uh like oh man, I just gotta bring this up. For example, I saw I saw Nils Fram the other night at uh Emos in Austin and 
he played like this amazing set, like completely like live synthesis and like organ and piano and just ended up with this wall of sound. But I don't know. I just like, I love the idea of someone just mastering their expression enough to the point to where they're able to just almost open a portal and kind of just, yeah, just bring people online, you know, inspiration. If it, if it hits you hard enough, like, can like that, that's how like, you know, you like at one point, Jimi Hendrix or like, you know, my favorite musicians on the planet were inspired by something enough to like cause them to like, you know, feel this, like this spark was lit to turn into a fire, you know, they just had to like express this thing inside. And like, I don't know, that's, that's what I'm about, man. When I really, I, I, I love when I love that about, about like, you know, uh, bass shows and about like, you know, the psychedelic bass realms and the, the like weird wonky, you know, I, my, my roots are kind of like, was a lot of the, uh, at least with the sound system music was a lot of like dub music. And then yeah. like, you know, dubstep when I heard digital mystics and then like into like scream and mala and yeah. rusco and when i heard rusco when he came to the states for the first time and i heard like reggae and like these really you know some like cool like uh gritty aggressive like bass textures and then like wubs and everything combined i was like this is my shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so i i just did that kind of yeah that that there's a lot of things that I can point to as influences, you know, like trip hop, uh, like Massive Attack, and then into like Bonobo and Fortet and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, New York hip hop, reggae, all these things. But definitely, like, I just uh, like the dub sound palette is something that like I think I will never get tired of. I just like the 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 whole like culture around the sound system is something that that I really feel is like a powerful thing. You know, like the like the Jamaican sound systems. It was like the whole community would come together around the sound system. It didn't matter, matter where you're doing the party. You know, it's just like you got yeah. the you got the selectors and you got the you know sound system, and like it's gonna happen. So nice, dude. I'm I'm glad to know that you you know your music history as well too. That means a lot. I, I went to Full Sail and I learned about all of that stuff. So it's it's, it's good knowing that other people out there, you know, kind of look at see how far we've come you know yeah man i i love history and like i love the sociology of music too like how it influences culture you yeah. know like like that's really uh something i'm fascinated by and and you know especially with like dub music and hip-hop and all these movements that have literally like flipped like you know society on its head several times they're like you know rock and roll or like pick anything really you know that's yeah. like has a cultural significance and it changes like fashion it changes politics like so yeah i don't know music is powerful that's really like and, and i think in you know combined with enough love and respect and you know uh you know good vibes like that like it, it's it's a force to you know that that can change the world for sure Definitely, man. Um, so you so you mentioned earlier that uh, Ableton is your doll of choice. Now, I just you know like there's I'm sure many producers out there, up and coming producers that you know like hearing this. But it's like, um, have you experimented with other dolls? Um, what led to Ableton in itself? Uh, do you feel that the doll itself? makes the beat like do you think you could do the same thing you do on ableton on fl studio what's what's your opinion on that yeah oh 
man, it's absolutely like, as far as a dog goes, I used to feel differently about this, but, but these days, the way I feel about it, as far as a dog goes, like, it's all about, um, it's all about what you're the most comfortable with using as like your, your like hub, your, your palette to like put all of your colors and shapes on and move them all around. You know, if you were thinking about it, like a, you know, an art project or something, it's, it really doesn't matter. It's about how well you know how to use the software. I feel like whether it's Ableton or FL studio or, you know, um, Mindex uses, uh, Cubase, right? Or uh, Studio One. Well, he, I, I think he used to, he uses, uh, Presona Studio One. Yeah. And yeah. it's relatively, like, you know, unknown in most circles, but the thing that's really cool with Studio One that, like, I'm almost, you know, willing to, like, give it a shot, you know, try to, uh, make a few projects in there just to check it out is, uh, for example, the, uh, automation will allow you to apply a groove to the automation and then like snap it to grid as well as do things like you can draw in a curve an automation curve in studio one and you can bend and stretch it kind of like in photoshop and you see you can end up with these really cool like fractalized curves um automation curves really easily and, nice. and, and get really dialed kind of automation in there which is something that like when i'm designing sounds and trying to get a wub to fit right like exactly how i want it it takes me forever in Ableton, you know, but I know how to do it in Ableton just the same, even though it doesn't give me, you know, those tools. And then, you know, like Studio One doesn't have a uh, operator and, and, you know, some like some of the Ableton stock instruments are just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, Ableton is the routing for me because I'm a percussionist and because I like to work with so much, you know, audio and then also i have some synthesizers on my desk uh i have a Roland system one and a uh, a virus uh c and a few other things that i like to you know send midi signal out through and and re-record back through yeah and uh then uh, my favorite effects box that i have that i like to squash some of these synths through is my uh my sherman filter bank um really get some like cool gritty textures out of that but Ableton just, as far as I'm concerned, really allows me, like, a, a lot of interesting routing options, especially with, like, the clip mode and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of DAWs are catching on. Um, you know, people are using uh, – I've had some friends that were ex uh, experimenting with Bitwig because it had some pretty neat, like – features um you know the ability to map like an lfo to like any parameter and and stuff like that um but you know with max for live and like you know the right combination of of vsts and stuff i feel like you can do anything with with any daw with any DAW. like it, yeah. it doesn't matter um it's really just like learn your tools yeah. is, is really my best advice for that is, is just like you know I know people that can make amazing music with, you know, with really minimal, with, with even just a microphone and just recording themselves with, you know, um, making some mouth sounds yeah, with the and looper. going in and, 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 and working the audio, you know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really up to the individual as to like how they, you know, they use their tools. But, you know, that being said, I definitely have some favorites. Like, you know, I think a lot of people in the bass music world, like uh, uh, Serum, has been an amazing tool. 
it's really really cool software synthesizer um and then i love razor personally just it, i've been using that for the past like five years or so because it's just really powerful and like you, know, you can get some really cool sharp like stabby kind of nice fat bass sounds out of that and I don't know. You know, I have different different tools I like to use for different things. I use Operator for a lot of my sub design just because it's really easy to, to work and you can get really cool, like, it's got its really nice sine wave tones and the FM, of course. Yeah. Something I, I, I use a lot. Um, and like I said, I love Foley sampling, man. Honestly, if I can if I can record the sound in and then, like, work with the audio off of, like, a little percussion sound, then it's, like, you know, I don't have to spend time digging through sample packs and like it's it's my sound. You know, it's like yeah, uh, like definitely. Uh, I don't know, it, it, but I don't like to limit myself really. Um, I definitely want to something I, I've wanted to do for years that that I you know I want to start going on adventures with a, uh, a field recorder and you know start just trying to collect more more weird field recordings. You know, being a percussionist, like the idea of going out with a drumstick and like you know chopstick and some different like um implements and like you know tapping on stuff and trying to get cool tones and and sounds and bring them back to the studio and then like you know throw them into a beat but yeah anything like that nice sorry i can talk about music for hours i'm not sure how (laughs) (laughs) no dude it's totally cool i i enjoy like diving deep for sure man um so um i always ask everybody on the show this if you could give yourself advice 10 years ago or any one piece of advice to an up-and-coming producer, what would you tell yourself and or that producer? Oh, um, man, there's so many pieces of advice, but I guess like the one that popped into my head real quick that like it's something that I guess that like it's a, it's a journey that like or a reflection on my own career that I'm having now is that like, just really like make the music that, that, that you want to make that you really feel inspired by. Like, you know, there's, there's no reason why you, you also can't crush out just like the gnarliest bangers, you know, and like club tunes and like whatever's fun. Or even if that's the, you know, that's what's really like, that's what comes out, you know, like naturally then like do it. Um, and you know, I, I like to write face melters every once in a while. And then like, you know, sometimes like, I, I just like, I appreciate when artists give themselves the space to like really be a musician and just really like kind of express themselves like musically or just even artistically, just, you know, even if it's, even if it's music that might be considered like just, just noise to someone else. I mean, I love noise music personally. Like I, I, yeah. Like I love like crazy crushed bit crushed sounds and like, you know, overdriven, distorted, like just gnarliness. But you know, I, I, I've been a metalhead at parts of, you know, times in my life and I kinda I've like I like boundary pushing. But uh, you know, point being basically that like whatever it is, you know, just I, I really I just just finding your own individual artistic like your sound, your, your, your kind of feeling in music. I think that that's so important. And I think that like some people that get, I mean, the scene and the community is really important. It's, it's huge. I mean, and it's really what's gotten me to where I am, but it's good to like 
you know, listen to music that's that's not electronic and listen to, to music that's outside of the realm of, like, maybe what your direct, like, what your friends are doing or what your direct influences are. And, you know, support those local scenes and, and your, you know, your, the, the, the genre, you know, the scenes around your sound and stuff. But, but just also, like, don't limit yourself as an artist. You know, maybe use that. Um, you know, say if like dubstep and like deep dub is your thing or whatever, use that platform as a way to really express yourself as, you know, a musician. Like, um, I don't know. I think we're entering an age where like, you know, th- there was like, you know, the age of like just the, the DJ and just, just the electronics and the person. But I, I think like performance is, you know, starting to become important again. And then like, I, I don't know, I just, I, I think, um, you know, it's the the human connection is something that like people start. I, I think that they start to crave after you know just years and years of, of like chasing like I don't know how, what exactly what I'm trying to say, but it's basically that <laughs> that like you know the musicianship involved and the and the the artistry like it's just it's so important, especially like as you as you grow in a, as an artist, you know, like that's that's how you'll keep yourself like like in this and like doing it and loving it long term, I think is um, just really developing yourself as an artist and don't just pigeonhole yourself into like one sound, you know, but like not to say that like if you write bangers and like all you want to do is write, you know, like gnarly, like trap bangers and like do it, just do that the best you can. I don't know. I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do. I just, I, I really, I think it's important to, um, yeah, to really just focus on your on your long term growth as an artist, basically, you know. For sure, for sure. No, I totally agree. Um, so shit, dude, we've been getting so deep into all types of shit. I totally forgot to even bring up the mix. So <laughs> let's get into the uh, the track list a little bit. I think you had probably um, ten tracks or something like that. Or um, let's yeah, talk a little bit about your. Yeah, let's talk about your uh, your track selection. How many of those were unreleased? And uh, yeah, let's let's talk about your mix a little bit. Yeah, so uh, this mix uh, it's actually the first like all original set that I've uh, you know I'm, I'm going to have like officially released. I uh, I posted some you know live recordings of shows, and uh, I'll typically like you know take take some of my tracks and mix them amongst like unreleased stuff from friends and collaborators. And, uh, you know, sometimes like, uh, you know, I, I have some, uh, some flips of some like vocal tunes that I really like, you know, occasionally I'll hear a pop song or something and like want to just kind of throw some, some drums and a bass line under it. And I keep some of that stuff for the live sets. Um, but these tunes basically are a lot of ones that, uh, some of them I play out, um, and I tried to showcase, I guess, kind of a journey through a lot of the different styles that I like, and also kind of try to provide a home for some of the tunes that are like, are a little older and maybe don't get played in my sets as much, but also haven't been featured on a mix. And, uh, some of them are, are, are dynamic, you know, kind of my more storytelling tunes. 
like the uh, the tune at the end, uh, Owl Song. That was a release on Syndica, which is a record label that uh, I helped run with uh, with my friends, um, who are featured actually on one of the tunes uh, in the mix. It's uh, Onks and Daiichi Fox. And actually, the tune that I open with is a uh, 140, like a dubstep, uh, roots, reggae dubstep tune that I did with Onx. And that's unreleased. That one will be coming out soon. I think on Syndica, um, I haven't found art or, like, the exact plan of attack for that. But, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a dub herb ganja warrior so uh you know 420 is coming up this month might have to do a a little little release for the for the smoke session uh mixes and stuff you know nice. uh because that one's got kind of a little bit of a reggae feel to it and uh, yeah i don't know man it's uh there's there's some of the the hip-hop vibes in there and uh you know at the end into some of the the gritty narrow hop kind of stuff uh wicked selecta was uh second to last tune in the mix and that's one of my more recent releases um kind of the middle of that of that mix is a lot of the kind of it's like halftime tempo like uh halftime drum and bass tempo you know like uh 172 174 bpm but it's the the real like kind of um dubby sound palette like wompy stuff that's not quite as hip-hop influenced you know i i uh i really like to get weird in that in that tempo range and there's a lot of like i love exploring dub sound palettes and textures at like tempos other than 140 um just because you know i love dubstep but you know sometimes i like to go a little to pump it up a little faster and you know see what else can be done so right yeah Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, dude, I'm honored that this is the first, like, all original that you're releasing to the public and you're releasing on here, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, uh, honestly, as soon as I saw the name, <laughs> Third Coast Bass, I, I was like, uh, man, I, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to throw these guys something because, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, um, Third Coast Visions is an art collective that, uh, uh, helped kind of, lay the foundation for this um, collective and event that I'm a part of and, and have helped uh, run for the past couple of years in Austin called Create Culture. And yeah. With, uh, you know, we do, we do bass music parties in Austin and, uh, you know, it's like very art and, uh, you know, psychedelic and like community focused. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a group of painter homies called third coast visions so i was like dude yeah the third coast represent for sure. like, <laughs> all day every day <laughs> man shit for real yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you for y'all's festival coming up i might have to i'm definitely gonna try to make it down there man it looks it looks cool you guys got uh yeah, dude, Compression Festival. So, you know, it's obviously 419 Bicycle Day and 420 Smoke All Day Every Day. But, um, yeah, no, dude, we're extremely excited to be throwing this festival. And honestly, man, it's it's going to be a yearly. So uh, we can definitely reach out and try and, you know, co-collaborate on something even bigger next year. You know, we would be super, super down to do something like that. Um, this year oh, yeah. is is a serious like grassroots movement, but we're we're making it happen. So, if, if I'm glad to see uh, I'm glad to see that happen, man. I'm glad to see you guys uh, making waves down there towards the Houston area. You know. Yeah, no, dude, for sure. 
Um, so if you could recommend anybody for Third Coast Base Radio, who would you recommend? Oh, man. Um, so I got to give a shout out to a couple of the Austin cats for sure. Um, there's uh, No Matter is uh, my homie, my homie Jackson. He's, uh, he's half, of, uh, half of the moose with, uh, with Dirty Wolves my roommate uh-huh. and uh his project no matter is awesome he's got a release out on on syndica the um the label that i released my debut ep on and that I, I occasionally will put tracks out on uh out with syndica but uh yeah no no matter is fire um his stuff is like all like hip-hop and drum and bass influence but like with like lots of gnarly like wonky sound design yeah um, Path of the Moose is awesome too, man. Like you know, I'm talking about about those guys. Uh, like I said, that's Dirty Wolves and No Matter. That's kind of like honestly, it's, it's a lot of the like like really clean, wubby, but like still like dirty, grimy sounds. Just like really well mixed, but but really like wonky, fun sounds. And you know, it's kind of like a like a trap hip hop like dubby kind of thing going on. It's like I don't know, it's like maybe the hyphier, hyphier kind of like uh, feeling version of like Dirty Wolves. <laughs> I don't know, combined with the homies. Um, yeah, <laughs> nice. two, two Austin cats. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I talk about my friends all day. They, they, they kick ass, mm-hmm. um, those guys. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's see. Um, there's, uh, man, Asteroids and Earthquakes is probably one of my favorite, like, cinematic, neuro, like, heavy, gnarly sound design. Uh, he's a really good dude. He runs, uh, helps run synaptic events out in L.A. Um, the homie David. Yeah, Asteroids and Earthquakes is another one. Um, man, I could probably keep going. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that for now, though. Okay. <laughs> no, dude, for sure. We're definitely gonna try and reach out. Um, yeah, um, you know, with Third Coast, we're just, really, we're just trying to get anybody out there that's got, you know, art to show. With a lot of, um, quote-unquote collectives, they're more so just about, you know, doing what's popular, but I, I, we feel like there's just so much fucking talent out there that's not even, you know, thought about, that really needs to be showcased out to the world, and that's, that's our mission statement, pretty much. Just throw that art out there, represent Third Coast, and get it all out there, you know? Yeah, man, for sure. I definitely support that that mission and that message. For sure. So if, if anybody wants to find you on um, social media, uh, you know, where, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, my... Uh, Facebook, you know, search for uh, Centurion, um, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, same thing, Centurion. My Instagram is uh, Centurion underscore music, Centurion music. Um, Pretty easy to find. uh, And, uh, you know, if you make it to, you know, my SoundCloud or my Facebook, there should be, uh, if I've been a good boy, there should be links to everything else on there and, like, current music and and all of that. 
yeah, I try to I try to post to at least something to those platforms to let people know like when there are new tracks being released or when I have a show coming up and whatnot. Uh, try to stay linked in. But yeah, uh, you know, anyone's always you know free to to reach out, send me a message, like you know. Uh, feel feel free to definitely reshare the music if you feel it. You know, show your friends, whatever. I need all the support I can get. Uh, and yeah, um, usually I try to have like stickers with me at shows to to hand out to fans in person. Uh, I am trying to get some some t-shirts and some stickers going and up online for all of those homies that like aren't able to make it to a show or like you know live in other states and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, man, I, I plan on doing some, some touring this summer. Uh, I'm booked to play a festival in Canada uh, nice. end of June called Curiosity Festival. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, and I'm going to try to try to pick up some dates uh, in the Pacific Northwest and, like, West Coast, like, on my way back from that festival. So, yeah, man, uh, excited for the future, excited for – really excited about music right now. Um, I've got plans to – uh, get my drum kit set up again in my studio and like be able to to start recording like um, some drums to be able to chop up and like throw into you know like say I hear a fill that like I would really love to use in a track just hop on the kit record it real quick and like clean it up a little bit process it and like boom you know use it in a tune so um, yeah you know uh, excited about the about the future for sure excited about music uh, stoked on what you guys are doing. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the the show, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for dude. supporting the music. We really appreciate you, man. Support. Yeah, dude, we really appreciate you. And um, yeah, dude, here's to the future, man. I hope hopefully we can meet in real life at some point, so we can you know collaborate on future plans, bro. But thank you so much for being a part of Third Coast Space Radio, and um, we'll definitely we'll we'll catch you later for sure. Awesome, man. Yeah, much love, and yeah, keep up the uh, keep up the good work, dude. Appreciate it, man. Take care.
unless something is done and done quickly, man as the dominant species of life on Earth would be extinct within a year. was absolutely pretty legit. Uh, For those out there listening, that was Daniel, otherwise known as Brain Face. Yo, Daniel, how you doing today, bro? Good, bro. How are you? I'm doing spectacular, man. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump straight into it, man. Um, Let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, Who is Daniel? What's your musical background, if you have any? Um, Let's just hop into it. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, so my name is Daniel Compton, as you know. Uh, I go by Brainface. Uh, I've been 
producing bass music for about eight months now, but uh, I've been producing like other types of music for about three or four years. Uh, I grew up playing drums in like metal bands, punk bands, and all that good stuff, you know. Uh, I try to dabble with a little bit of music theory and piano, but you know, kind of slow on that, but it's all good. <laughs> nice, you know? nice. For sure. So, um, so your your mix, man. It sounded like it had a lot of heavy, uh, heavy dub influences. Um, let's talk about your mix. They're all original. Uh, let's talk about your tracks. Uh, what's your inspiration behind it? Uh, basically, man, I just try to go off everyday life. Uh, whenever I write music, it's based on how I feel that day at the time that I write it. You know, uh, situations I've gone through or whatever. Just try to bring out the positive out of uh, every situation um, and try to keep it steady, you know? For sure, man. No, dude, I totally understand that. So where did the uh, worthy moniker Brain Face come from? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I just kind of... First, uh, first, I was going by, by dubs, and then I just kind of felt like that was kind of boring, plain, you know? And uh, I felt like Brain Face was more of a name that would appeal to more people um, as far as originality and uh, put a little bit more unique, you know? Um, but really, I guess it's because, you know, I got an ugly face. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just fucking <laughs> around. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. There's no real meaning behind it. It's just uh, a couple of words that I put together that just kind of made sense. And I uh, just took it from there, you know. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, um, if you if you could uh like kind of describe your your sound, like what do you what do you lean more towards? Cause I heard like you know like some heavy dub influences, um, some a, a little like almost chopped up rhythm in there. But uh, like if you could say your signature sound, what what, what would that be? Just kind of like uh, space vibes, like wubs. Uh, I mean, you you kind of hit the nail on the head, bro. Honestly, I mean, I I like to throw a little bit of everything into it. Uh, that way, it's not just like one specific thing, you know. Uh, I like to kind of just keep it flowing, I guess, man. Like my my influences are like old school stream, uh, Rusko, Conray, you know, all the OGs. Right. So so, when was the uh when was the first time you've heard like electronic music? Cause you say you got kind of like like uh punk and metal rock influences. Uh, cause I know for me, I think everything changed when I saw Tiesto back in like two thousand and nine. I want to say or maybe two thousand eleven. I can't remember. But then I saw Skrillex and Borgor, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking amazing. So <laughs> when did you decide that like? electronic music was the way or the path that you wanted to take? Well, honestly, man, um, I've kind of always been into it, but I didn't really get as into it as I am now until probably 2010, 11, maybe. Um, and then in 2015, I saw Bass Nectar for the first time, and I was like, yo, this shit, this is it, man. <laughs> and then... But, like, prior to that experience, you know, I was uh, introduced... I was actually introduced to it through Scream, Banga, um, let's see, uh, Figure, you know, 
Yeah. Bunch of drum stuff and stuff like that. Uh, and then, like I said, like the old school, like original dub. And also, uh, um, I'm, I'm really into like uh, like reggae dub too. So I try to throw a little bit of that into it as well. But uh, to answer your question, probably around 2015 is when I really started getting serious about it. Nice. And want to produce. So, what's your typical doll of choice? Like, do you feel that, uh, like, the doll that you're using is the, the go-to? Um, like, what, what do you think about like music production? Because you come from a an instrumental background. Uh, how do you feel about the doll that you're using currently, and what is it? Uh, well, uh, I started off using FL Studio, and um, it's a that's a great doll to work with. It's really user friendly and all. But uh, I just recently made the switch to Ableton um, about eight or nine months ago. And I mean, let's be honest, bro, you could do so much shit with Ableton. It's unlimited. And also, I think with that being said, like the workflow in Ableton, it's a lot easier to get your ideas out in a timely manner. And, um, Especially with like session view, man, you can just like chill on that shit for hours and just loop things or just get your basic ideas out. So I think ultimately Ableton's probably the best doll um, around that 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 I know of. Uh, but you also have like Reason and Acid Pro and all that good stuff. But it's just like, man, Ableton's just the shit to me, you know. <laughs> No, dude, I 100% agree. And I think you might have been the first producer on here to to actually give Session View some props. Because, like, honestly, when I first started with Ableton, bro, like, I was just like, I mean, you know, with other dolls, it's like the timeline view, and we all get arrangement view. But Session View, man, like you said, dude, you can just chill on that shit and tweak it and loop for hours and be like, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people take session view for granted, honestly. I'll go into other people's project files and it's a thousand fucking tracks all in arrangement view and then you go to their session view and it's there's like nothing there and it's like, all right, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, so with that being said, uh, session view is a great tool, you know, to, like I said, get your ideas out. But here recently, I've, I've kind of like strayed away from it and I've just gone straight to arrangement view and just, try to get like songs completed and finish the music that way I could just put content out you know what I mean right but I still I still use session view if I'm like stuck on an idea like if I'm in a rut and then I can just try different things out and see how it works yeah and then kind of throw it all into arrangement whenever it's whenever I like it you know yeah no I definitely feel you there you can totally get into like a <laughs> a four bar loop eternity on session view. So you gotta yeah, take it with, <laughs> <for sure. laughs> you gotta take it with a grain of salt. So if you could uh if you could recommend like one VST to use or like what's your go to VST, even if it's a stock Ableton plugin or if it's like serum or something, like what what's your go to? Uh well my 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 go to is serum. Uh, I I use serum for a lot of my sounds and basses, but to be honest with you, man, uh, Ableton 10 Live uh, Suite has, I mean, of course, all Ableton plugins are pretty much standard with each edition, except 10 has uh, Wavetable, which is a great plugin, but 
I mean, I like to just use stock plugins and Serum, to be honest with you. Nice, nice. Um, even on like uh, mastering, you know, like just like the uh, EQ8 that that comes with Ableton 10, or even like the uh, multiband compressors, man. They're they're, they're really nice, and uh, OTT is really good. I also have the Serum. Uh, I'm not Serum. The uh, extra OTT. Uh, but to be honest with you, man, I I, I think I like the Ableton stock OTT better just because it, it adds more of like a crunch to it you know right right so do you ever uh you ever try and like experiment with other genres or like do you have any other like side projects going on or is this is all psychedelic space wubs is that is that what your heart's set on well uh like i said so before i started producing bass music i was doing more of like uh eclectic things like uh tv corporation type stuff nice and um i like to stay as well-rounded as i can so uh but right right now i'm, I'm trying to get this this bass music kick down and get it you know to where um i feel completely comfortable with it but i, I would also like to start doing more things like like house uh, genres, like whether it be like tech house or deep house or whatever, um, you know, or, or whatever. I'm I'm down for whatever. Honestly, it, it doesn't matter. I don't like to stick to one genre for too long. Okay. Um, okay. I think it kind of. I think if you do that, it kind of just like kind of limits yourself, you know. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, you never really right. want to put yourself in a box. I, I agree. Yeah. So, um, in regards to your like upcoming projects, um, what what do you got going for the year twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? Do you have any uh collaborations pending? You got any more fucking fire to drop, or what's your what's your you know future plans? Yeah, well, uh, right now, uh, me and my buddy Sonars from Denver, we're uh, actually working on a collaboration now. Uh, I just I just made a little part, and I sent it to him. Uh, he's been kind of busy right now, though, with his own thing, so uh, it's just a, just a waiting game. And uh, But, dude, I'm, I'm pretty fucking stuck because if you haven't heard Sonar, you should definitely check his shit out. Uh, it's S-O-G-N-A-R on SoundCloud. Okay. Dude is legit as fuck, and I'm super stoked for this collaboration that we're doing. Um, I think it's going to be really good. But as far as that goes, man, that's really the only new stuff I have coming out. I have new ideas that I'm working on. I'm just trying to take it slow and, uh, you know, just take it day by day and write, you know, like I said, based on how I feel when I get in the studio. And sometimes when I get in the studio, I just focus on sound design. And I don't really focus on writing tracks, you know. No, I totally hear you there. So is this your first collaboration with anybody? No, um, I've done a couple of of collabs with uh, my friends from back home in Louisiana. Uh, He he goes by uh, the Rhythm Abstract. Uh Uh-huh. And it's it's, it's pretty sweet. Um, If you want to look him up on SoundCloud too, man, he's got some really great stuff that he's been doing. Okay. Um, Right, right now he's been focusing more on his YouTube channel. Uh, he's been doing this thing called March Madness, or not March Madness, but like every, every month he tries to put out a, a new mix of 
different things that he's been listening to and trying to introduce people to as well. So, but yeah, we, we've done collaborations together. Um, you know, just different shit like that. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, like, how do you usually collaborate with people? Is it like, like more file sharing? Because with me, it's like, sometimes it'll be like super awkward, but then we end up just mashing some shit out. Anyhow, I've heard other producers say that they kind of like let the other producer just do whatever. And then they, they jump in because they don't want to get in each other's way. What's your, what's your process on that? Um, well, I mean, it just depends. Like, uh, typically, I would like to come up with, I guess you could say, like a, like a theme for the collaboration of how we would want it to sound, like whether we would want it to be, like, I don't know, like dark or a little bit happier and positive. Uh, I, I would like to basically talk it through with them and then take it from there. And uh, one of us started it or whatever, whether it be through someone writing a draw first and then one of us goes back and puts something like a, like an intro to that drop or whatever. Um, it just really depends on how we want it to go. And, uh, you know, we just kind of just do it like that, you know, just feed off of each other. Um, For sure. And then if we don't like something, we'll, we'll, we'll tell each other, like, hey, maybe try this or try that, you know. Right. Uh, so so I guess it's just like a, like a freeform thing, I guess you could say. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a, trying to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, approachable in the studio because for me it's more so just like, all right, I like what you're doing, but just give me some time to do this. <laughs> um, all right. So I always ask every producer on this, uh, this question because I just think it's like super important because time is you know, somewhat limited. We got all the time in the world and we got no time at all, it always seems like. So um, if you could go back and give yourself advice 10 years ago, or if you have like one piece of advice that you could give to up and coming producers that's listening to this now, um, what what would that one thing be? Uh, basically, man, just do what makes you happy. Uh, don't worry about too much what others have to say about it, you know? Um, and just relax, man, and don't, like, don't, don't overthink it, because if you overthink things, then you end up not happy with your project, no matter how it turns out, you know what I mean? Like, if you're too critical on yourself, then it's just like, well, fuck, I hate this shit now. <laughs> so, yeah. so basically, man, just, like, just, just chill out and let the music flow, and if you like it cool if you don't just work on whatever you don't like and try to make it better you know but don't 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 get too worked up over something I agree. that uh like you know what i'm saying like like just chill the fuck out and just let it let it flow man yeah no, dude, 100%. That, that 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 was my biggest problem man is like i'm i'm really critical of my own work and i've, I've had to just learn to you know, just accept it for what it is and, like, just try to make it better, but don't don't overthink it. Because I, I, I can't tell you how many times, dude, I've been in the studio and I've been working on things for hours and then I just end up deleting it because I hate it, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Have you ever seen that uh that episode? I don't know if you ever watched Metalocalypse, but I always attribute it to that. They're like, they finished the whole fucking album, and then he's just sitting there, and he's like, fuck this, delete it. Delete the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. No, nah, sure. Yeah, we are, we are always going to be our own worst critics, and that's kind of one thing I've learned, too, to just... Your your best ideas are usually the ones that come out really quickly. Once you start tweaking shit like a thousand times, that's when you're gonna be like, "This shit's terrible." So, yeah, especially man, because your your fatigue is a motherfucker, bro. And if you let that get the best of you, like, <laughs> real wrap this shit up. You know what I mean? For real, man. For real. So you uh you spoke about a couple of producers, uh, Sonar. Um, if you could recommend anybody to hop on third coast base radio who who you got in mind for us uh well for for one sonar for sure and then uh, my homie uh the rhythm abstract and then i got another homie in denver he goes by uh eva nova uh-huh and uh his his real name is chris eslin he's he's super dope at, at, at what he does man he um he's uh it wasn't certified and all that good stuff but man his, nice. his, his music is like Really, really top notch. Um, and plus, he he's he's also kind of been like a like a mentor for me as well um, through this whole process of learning Ableton and you know just production in general. So right, no, those three for sure. Okay, for sure. Yeah, dude, uh, we're going to have to reach out to him man, and try and get him on the show. You know, we're really just all about supporting. The local scene, hell, even the national scene. We're just we're just trying to showcase other people's art, you know, and that's really what it's all about here. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. All right. So if if people want to find you on social media, uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, MySpace, whatever, uh, where could they find um, your moniker? Oh, you can just go to SoundCloud. Just uh, it's just soundcloud.com slash brainface music, and it's the same thing for Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash brainface music, and I'm also on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's face underscore brain, like the little underscore symbol, and then brain. Uh, that's that's all me. Uh, and that's about it as far as social media goes. Um, I'm I'm trying to get on Spotify, you know, but. Uh, you know, I just I gotta find like the the right way to do it. Um, I guess through like CD Baby or something. I, I don't really know, but yeah. So as far as social media goes, uh, Facebook.com/slash/BrainFaceMusic, SoundCloud.com/slash/BrainFaceMusic, and uh, Face underscore Brain on Instagram. Nice man. All you listeners out there, be sure to tune that shit in. Well, yeah, man, it was super awesome to have you on the show, bro. We appreciate you for your time. I know you just got back in from a road trip, so I know you're just trying to chillax it out a little bit. Yeah, I want to thank you for being on Third Coast Space Radio. Thank you for inviting me, man. Yeah, no, dude, for sure. Um, We're going to hopefully have this out within the next couple of days. Um, I just, yeah, dude, we really appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you here soon. Yeah, man, for sure. Thank you again for uh, letting me come on the show and uh, talk to you guys, man. It's, it's been a great time. Bet. Peace out, man. Peace out, bro. Yo, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Third Coast Space Radio, Season 1, Episode 7. Be sure to follow Zenturian and Brainface on their respective social medias. 
and give us a like and share on whatever the fuck you want to. Just spread the love, y'all. We'll be back next month, season one, episode eight. Peace. Blip, blip.